And that's early this year. It's like March 31st. And so God just downloaded me a, a, a plan to get to that place, and it's called The Road to the Resurrection. And I'm going to read every Sunday, even today, I'm going to read one chapter that leads up. It's the last week of Jesus' life before his crucifixion and, and resurrection. So we're going to look at that, and, and uh, I'll explain to you uh, how Jeff fits into all this in a minute, okay? So we're not going to put the, the, the Bible verses on the screen. Okay, so I'm expecting you to bring your Bibles every Sunday. Would y'all do that? How many of you brought your Bibles today? Mine's on the first row. <laughs> you know, I don't have a large print, so I'll, I'll print it out and reproduce it and copy and paste in the large print version. Okay, I'm going to see that again. How many of you brought your Bibles today? Okay, now put them down. Now, how many, if you didn't, reach under, the, reach under the chair and find a Bible. Okay, we have Bibles, extra Bibles, hopefully. We give them away. Some people, people come in, they find a Bible under the under the chairs, and they say, well, I don't have a Bible, so we'll take that one. Okay, now, everybody that has a Bible, raise your hand. Everybody, come on. I'm, we're building up our whatchamacallits here, okay? Biceps. Biceps. Okay. All right. Matthew really wanted a little bit of help there. He was holding up. <laughs> oh. Okay, John chapter 12. And listen, you can read all the way up every week. I want you to be studying these passages. And so you'll be prepared for what God is going to do. Not just on Resurrection Day, but every, every day between uh, now and then. Because I believe he's going to do something very profound today. And, you know, I got to, here, here's what you do as a preacher. You go, wow, reading a whole chapter of that is probably not really cool. You know, because people like a few verses. But I'll, like I said earlier, Kevin Kirkland did Psalms 119 one time at Glen Meadows, and it, was, it blew us all away. All he did was read Scripture. But I, I've timed it. It's like six minutes. So hang with me six minutes because we're way early, okay? So I've got ten minutes, Jeff. All right. I want you to follow along. You don't read it out loud. Just follow along because there's power in the Word. y'all believe that? Then six days before the Passover, Jesus came to Bethany where Lazarus, who was, had been dead, whom he had raised from the dead, there they made him a supper and Martha served, but Lazarus was one of those who sat at the table with him. Then Mary took a pound of very costly oil of spikenard, anointed the feet of Jesus, and wiped his feet with her hair, and the house was filled with the fragrance of the oil. But one of his disciples, Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, who would betray him, said, Why was this fragrant oil not sold for 300 denarii and given to the poor? And then he said, Not that he cared for the poor, but because he was a thief, and he had the money box, and he used to take what was put in it. But Jesus said, Let her alone. He's talking about this young lady. Let her alone. She has kept this day for my burial for the poor you have with you always, but me you do not always. Now, a great many of the Jews knew that he was there, Jesus, and they came not for Jesus' sake only, but that they might also see Lazarus. He was pretty popular, whom he had raised from the dead. But the chief priests plotted to put Lazarus to death also, because on account of him, many of the Jews went away and believed in Jesus. The next day, a great multitude that had come to the feast, when they heard that Jesus was coming to Jerusalem, they took branches of palm trees and they went out to meet him. They cried out, Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, the King of Israel. Then Jesus, when he had found a young donkey, he sat on it as it is written, Fear not, daughter of Zion, behold, your king is coming, sitting on a donkey's colt. His disciples did not understand these things at first, but when Jesus was glorified, then they remembered that these things were written about him and that they had done these things to him. Therefore, the people 
who were with him when he had called Lazarus out of the tomb and raised him from the dead, bore witness. For this reason, the people also met him because they heard that he had done this sign. The Pharisees therefore said among themselves, you see that you're accomplishing nothing. I love this verse. Look, the world has gone after him. Now there were certain Greeks among those who came up to worship at the feast. Then they came to Philip, who was from Bethsaida of Galilee, and they asked him, saying, Sir, we wish to see Jesus. Philip came and told Andrew, and in turn, Andrew and Philip told Jesus. But Jesus answered them, saying, The hour has come that the Son of Man should be glorified. Most assuredly, I say to you, unless a grain of wheat falls into the ground and dies, it remains alone. But if it dies, it produces much grain. He who loves his life will lose it, and he who hates his life in this world will keep it for eternal life. If anyone serves me, let him follow me. And where I am, there my servant will be also. And if anyone serves me, him my father will honor. Now my soul is troubled. And what shall I say? This is the verses I want you to hone in on today. Now my soul, Jesus says, my soul is troubled. And what shall I say? Father, save me from this hour. But for this purpose, I came to this hour. Father, glorify your name. And a voice came from heaven saying, I have both glorified it and will glorify it again. Therefore, the people who stood by and heard it said that, he had, that it had thundered, and others said an angel had spoken to him. But Jesus answered and said, This voice did not come because of me, but for your sake. Now is the judgment of this world. Now the ruler of this world will be cast out, and if I be lifted up from the earth, I will draw all peoples to myself. This he said, signifying by what death he would die. And the people answered him, we have heard from the law that the Christ remains forever. And how can you say the Son of Man must be lifted up? Who is this Son of Man? Then Jesus said to them, A little while longer the light is with you. Walk while you have the light, lest darkness overtake you. He who walks in darkness does not know where he is going. While you have the light, believe in the light that you may become sons of light. These things Jesus spoke and departed and was hidden from them. But although he had done so many signs before them, they did not believe in him. That the word of Isaiah the prophet might be fulfilled, which he spoke. Lord, who has believed our report and to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? Therefore, they could not believe because Isaiah said again, he has blinded their eyes and hardened their hearts, lest they should see with their eyes, lest they should understand with their hearts in turn so that I should heal them. These things Isaiah said when he saw his glory and spoke of him. Nevertheless, even among the rulers, many believed in him. But because of the Pharisees, they did not confess him, lest they should be put out of the synagogue. For they love the praise of men more than the praise of God. And Jesus cried out and said, He who believes in me believes not in me, but in him who sent me. And he who see, sees me sees him who sent me. I have come as a light into the world that whoever believes in me should not abide in darkness. And if anyone hears my words and does not believe, I do not judge him. For I did not come to judge the world, but to save the world. He who rejects me and does not receive my words has that which judges him. The word that I have spoken will judge him in the last day. For I have not spoken on my own authority, but the Father who sent me gave me a command, what I should say, what I should speak. And I know that his command is everlasting life. Therefore, whatever I speak, just as the Father has told me, so 
I speak. Father, we bless your word this morning. It is powerful. It is life to us. Father, I bless Jeff as he comes and brings the word of life to us. Even as Jesus spoke, I have a purpose in all of this. You have a purpose in Jeff's life. And Father, I thank you for the great testimony that you're building in Jeff. The lives that you've already touched, the people you've already connected. We thank you for his life today, for Kristen, for Liam, for Hayden. We just bless them, Father. You are the God that provides all their needs. You are the God that heals. And we continually bring our brother in Christ before your throne room and lift him up before you. And Father, today as Jeff comes, he's not coming to glorify anything but Jesus Christ. That's his heart. He has the heart of a worshiper. He has, he's the disciple of joy because he knows that the joy of the Lord is his strength. So, Father, we bless the word today. And, Father, I pray that everybody here, Father, we bind up any distraction. We bind up any spirit of religion. We bind up any spirit of doubt, unbelief, or fear. And we loose faith in this room. We, we loose your love in this place. And we, loose, and we expect, Father, for you to move in this place because we've exalted your name. And it's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Jeff, would you come and share this morning? Pastors get hugs. Yay! Thank you, guys. Um, man, I almost started crying walking up here. Um, you know, uh, there's probably a handful of services that I've missed in the last 10 years. And this year, probably I've missed more than I did the la previous nine because I love being a part of this body and what God's doing. That Just being committed to what God is doing here is just awesome. Well... God's been good, guys. I'm going to go ahead and take my hat off, okay? Uh, no hair. I kind of prayed. I said, God, wouldn't it be cool if I was the only one that went through chemo and had hair, you know? Well, you know what? Our plans are, sometimes are different than what God has for us, right? So what we got to learn, we got we got to really understand the desires that the Lord's put in our hearts. Sometimes we twist things because we want something so bad. But God's saying, hey, and my wife pointed this out to me. She goes, Jeff, it'll be a greater testimony with you not having hair than it would with you having hair. Because honestly, I feel good. I mean, nobody would be able to tell that I was sick, you know. Um, but just to kind of, before I get started, I just want you to know that today is going to really talk about preparation and purpose. Everything that you do in life is about preparation, okay? Everything. Everything is about character 
integrity and honesty, those types of things. God is working in your heart wherever you are right now about you as an individual. He cares more about you than your job, more about you than your finances, more about you than your relationship. It's all about you as an individual, okay? So the preparation, some of you guys are in different preparation stages. Guys, I've been doing this, doing ministry since 97. That's a lot of preparation to get to where I'm at today. And I'm just going to tell you where I'm at today, okay? Because there was a lot of valleys, a lot of ups and downs, a lot of like, praise God, hallelujah, God is so good. And then all of a sudden, you feel like your legs are swept out from under you and you're all depressed. Oh, God, woe is me. Where are you? You know, those types of things. That takes place as you grow in the Lord. You come, but guess what? You can overcome those things. You can overcome those things because those are the lies of the devil. So in the midst of leukemia, A-L-L leukemia, I have the joy and the peace of the living God. It does not matter what the doctors say. It does not matter what anybody else says. I'm on a mission. I was in the shower at the hospital, and I was. And you have these thoughts, all, all types of thoughts that come to your mind as an individual. And the enemy plants those seeds because we're spirit, soul, and body. Your soulless realm is your mind, your will, and emotions. That's where you might be struggling with today. You, today, your mind, your will, and emotions. Well, the enemy was planting those lies. Well, you're here in the hospital for leukemia. I was taking a shower, feeling good, you know, kind of thing. And you know what? The Holy Spirit spoke to me. He goes, Jeff, you're on a mission and an assignment from the living God. Now, does that not change everything? Does that not change everything? Guys, you need to hear what the Lord is saying. Somebody gave me a word several years ago. This was 2002. It says, many of my well-meaning children will cause those to, to stumble that, when they counsel from their natural mind. But it is I who have placed the Holy Spirit inside of you, and I will lead you and guide you into all truth. Guys, even as Christians, we miss it because we counsel from here. But we need to hear what the Spirit is saying. And when we hear what the Spirit is saying, guess what? It activates there's no broken promises. There's no lack. Everything is provided for. So we have to hear what the Holy Spirit is saying today. Amen? Amen. And God leads by peace. God leads by peace. That's something that I've learned along the way in making decisions. In my brokenness, I don't make decisions. In hastiness, I don't make decisions. But when I have peace, peace and order in my life, guess what? I can step into the promise of God. So Father, we thank you for the word today. We thank you for the power of testimony. We thank you for healing. We thank you that for salvation. We thank you that today everybody in here is going to be transformed. And anybody that's listening online right now, they're going to be transformed and they're going to understand their identity in the kingdom of God. No more wishy-washiness. No more baby steps. We're talking about mature believers in the name of Jesus to rise up in the kingdom of God because we are on assignment. We are on assignment from the living God, and we need to lay hands on the sick. We need to speak life. We need to lead those to Jesus. We need to pave the way in everything that we do, not just on Sunday morning, but as a father, as a husband, as a, as a, as a wife, as a mother, as a kid. We need to fulfill our duty as, a, as what God has called us to in the name of Jesus. So any lies, I pray over that in the name of Jesus. I bind those lies in the name of Jesus.
stepping into our full purpose and our identity in the kingdom of God in the name of Jesus. Amen? Y'all excited? I'm telling you guys, you can be at peace and joy. Do you believe that? Come on, you better receive it because some of you guys are kind of messed up right now. You're a little broken. That's okay, though. You know what? When we come to a place of brokenness and we begin to worship God in that brokenness, everything that I'm going to talk about today revolves around worship. Everything. Everything. And, and I have a ministry called Get Connected Ministries, and the kind of slogan or the title of that is Living a Life of Worship. Living a life of worship and everything, the things that we speak at our mouth, are we speaking life or are we speaking death? Are we negative or are we positive? I can remember when I was going to ASU, the Holy Spirit really spoke to me. That's when I began to really say, God, I want to hear your voice. I want to know you. And walking down ASU, he said, Jeff, lift your head. Lift your head. And I love the 8 o'clock classes. Some of you guys didn't like that. That's okay. But he said, Jeff, look at people. He said, Jeff, right now you can make an impact in somebody's life just by smiling. Just by smiling. Just by walking down and saying, hi, how you doing? God loves you. He changed my perspective. He changed my perspective. And guess what? Over the years, he's changed my perspective over and over and over. That's why right now there's stability in my life. That's why there's consistency in the word of God, not because of me, but because of God drawing me to him through his word. Implant the word of God in your heart because when you're the preparation, the preparation, when you have the word of God in your heart, guess what? When the storm comes, you're ready to respond. Amen. So get ready. I just want to kind of, I just kind of want to talk today. I mean, I hadn't made much notes. I just want to share with you guys kind of the faithfulness of God's pre preparation in this time. Let me get the iPad out. If it'll sit on here. Okay, sorry, guys. Let me get to my notes. Well, going back to when this all started in November, uh, just to kind of fill you in kind of where I was at, I was having a lot of muscle spasms and stuff around November and stuff, and I was really hurting. I mean, it was bad, and I went to the ER and stuff like that. Well, I was thinking I was getting better, but really it was all due to the leukemia, I believe, that was really breaking my body down. So, and um, uh, right before the Saturday, right before Christmas, is, is that's when I went into the ER again, um, and um, I had a nosebleed, and it just wouldn't stop. I was feeling good, getting ready for Christmas, and then all of a sudden, my world changed immediately. I mean, I was like, yeah, I'm getting good, you know? And so what do you do with that? You know, it's like everything changes. You're just kind of waiting in the hospital. Oh, everything's going to be good. I'm going to get out of here in a few days. I'm good, you know? And, and you, you just think that. I mean, this, it's always been like that for me. You, it, I hadn't been in the hospital hardly. I've never had a nosebleed or anything like that. But when the time frame is like, well, you might have leukemia. We're going to do some tests and stuff like that and try to figure this out. You know, the days kept on going. Well, looking back, I was in the hospital for a month. I got transferred to San Antonio. I um, I got back this last Friday. Uh, I've been here a week. Now I'm going back for another round Wednesday. 
So y'all keep praying, but I'm going back for three more weeks this Wednesday. So y'all keep praying for my family. They're working on the bone marrow transplant. I don't know if y'all know that I'm having that. I'm, I, I think they have a couple of uh, donors or already, very potential donors that they're working with out of Germany. Hey, man, I, I just thought maybe I could get a donor from Wall, Texas or something, you know? I mean, yeah, but I, I guess it's kind of interesting, though, because my mom, you know, there's uh, her side of the family kind of has the German in them. So I thought, man, maybe I get a transfusion or whatever and I can start speaking German. Wouldn't that be cool? <laughs> so, but anyway, so that's kind of the rundown real quick of where I was. Um, but I want to read something to you. Sometimes we pray for things and we don't really realize what we're praying for. But I wrote this in my notes. And if guys, if you don't journal, Harold, if you don't journal, journal, please. I've been telling Harold that for years. He actually journals during songs and stuff like that. But um, journal, journal your thoughts, write them down so you can go back and look at God's faithfulness, okay? But I just want to, I want to share some personal stuff with you guys, okay? Because you may be at that place where I was earlier in, in, in growing and seeking the Lord where you just felt like your legs kept on getting sweep out from under you. Praise God, hallelujah. It's like an emotional roller coaster, okay? Keep on being faithful. Turn to the Lord. Turn to the Lord in that brokenness. Say, Lord, I don't understand, but I'm, I'm, I'm trusting you, okay? But here's some thoughts just to share with you, personal thoughts. Now, this was 58 days ago. 58 days ago. This was November 30th. And, and, and this, is, this is me, okay, just writing down my thoughts. It says, the Lord brought a wave of refreshment upon me during worship tonight for pra uh, pastor appreciation. He said, healing is in your hands. And then he, he brought me to Psalms 37, and I want to read Psalms 37. So if you guys want to put that on the screen, hopefully I won't have to duck for you guys to see that. But this is like a verse uh, or scripture passage that for years I've just been kind of meditating on. Just the desires. I mean, the desires in here are really my desires from the Lord. And you think about that for a second. Sometimes we feel like, man, I just can't have these desires because they're not of God. Obviously, we know if we say, well, I'm going to go out and drink in the name of Jesus. Does that same sound like a desire that you really need to have? <laughs> Probably not. You know, there's, and we could just do it over, over and over. But some of you have some passions. Some of you have some dreams and those types of desires that you, you just want to fulfill. And uh, they're God-given desires. And the enemy comes in with condemnation and says, man, that's not really of God. Because that seems like that's just something you want to do. Well, you know what? Maybe God just wants you to have some fun. Just have some fun. I can, I can remember now, now the, the, this is, this is kind of interesting. I'll share this about Kristen. Kristen would always bring up, I want to go to Disney World. And, and, and she would be real excited about that and all this types of stuff. And every time she would bring it up, I would just get irritated. I'm, I'm, in my mind, I'm thinking, man, that's a lot of money. Lord, how are you going to do that? What, what's going on? And I just said, you know what, honey? I really, I really have to repent. Because every time you bring up Disney World, you, you would see my countenance change. I would get irritated. And, and I just couldn't enjoy the passion that you had and the desire for you just to go to Disney World. And I was like, oh, man, that is huge. That's like... I mean, that was like a wound. That's a, that's a false concept because fear 
and worry and those types of things aren't of God. But I was worrying about finances and I couldn't even partner with my wife and a vision for that. Well, guess what we're doing right now? We're saving up for Disney World. You know what? Because you know what? God wants us to have some fun. You know, we, we want to be family. Guys, we can't be so religious and so rigid. We just got to live. We got to have fun. So maybe there's some desires that are good just for you to have good family time. You need to do it. You need to start planning for it. But this is it. This is it. This is in Psalms 37, 3, and it says, Trust in the Lord and do good. Trust in the Lord and do good. Man, that's so simple. Trust. What does that mean? Well, think about that. It means you're partnering. It means you're saying, hey, I'm not going to worry. I'm not going to try to figure it out in my own understanding. I trust you, God. I trust you that you have me in the palm of my hands regardless of what's the next step. And then it just says do good. Think about that. Quit lying. Quit complaining. Quit whining. Quit doing those things that are not good. Right? Trust in the Lord and do good. Okay? Can you say trust? And do good. Okay. The next part of that, it says dwell in the land and feed on his faithfulness. Say dwell and feed. Okay, dwell, guys. It's important for us to understand that. Your land right now could encompass several different things. Part of it is San Angelo, Texas. I want you to think about this. What's some of the territory or some of the land that you have access to? Through this sickness, guess what? God's expanded my territory because I've made a choice not to whine and complain, and he's expanded it. The perspective, guys, he will expand your territory if you have the perspective. But he says dwell. What does it, well, Think about that. Dwell in the land. It says live, basically. Live where you're at. Be the best employee that you can be. Be the best father that you can be. Be the best that you can be and enjoy where you're at. Some of you guys are like whining. I'm in San Angelo, Texas. You need to repent. You need to repent. God's brought you here, and he said, where you are at, dwell in the land and feed on my faithfulness. You need to start living like there's no tomorrow. You need to start rejoicing because you don't know. And I'm not prophesying this, but you could get sick tomorrow and be in the hospital just like I was, feeling good. But what's your perspective going to be? What's your perspective going to be? So dwell in the land and feed on his faithfulness. That means you're eating up his faithfulness. You're recalling those God moments in your life. You're saying, God, you were faithful here. God, you were faithful here. God, you were faithful here. And you're just, you're devouring that. You're devouring his word. And you're saying, God, I'm going to feed on you. I'm not going to feed on the lies of the enemy. I'm not going to feed on those negative things, but I'm going to feed on your faithfulness. And then it says, delight, you're also, delight yourself also in the Lord. Delight. Think about that for a second. Delight. What does that sound like? It sounds like a, a place of peace. 
It sounds like a place of rest. It sounds like a place of joy where you can just delight. Oh, God, you're so wonderful. You're so good. And, and just taking that delight. I mean, letting it be more intimate, letting it be more personal. Delight yourself in, in, in God and, and not the things that, that really don't matter. Some of the things that I, I really were wrapped up in, they don't matter. It's like get well. Focus on your family. Don't be so distracted by so many things. I'm having the opportunity through this to do those things. Praise God. But it also says, commit your way to the Lord. That means regardless, you're saying, God, I'm committed. Committed is just not lip service. Committed. Let your yes be yes and your no be no. Be committed. What does he want you to be committed to? So that's what you need to think about, though. Maybe you're committed to things that God didn't tell you to be committed to. And that's why things aren't working out the way that they thought. Uh, when, when I, um, in, uh, in, um, I don't know if it was 08 or whatever, when I started recording my album and stuff like that, I was committed to recording that album. I really think I missed God because I wanted to record so much, so bad. I went in a lot of debt and went in a lot of pain and things weren't working out the way that I thought they would. But guess what? The stuff, when you make that step and you miss God, you think you hear God, but you miss God, God can still use that. So all that stuff is paid for now, so praise God, hallelujah. But I learned some hard lessons. I learned some things that I had to truck through for a long time to get over that stuff. But you know what? I was committed. I was committed to not let the junk keep me back from fulfilling God's purpose for my life. So commit your way to the Lord. Trust also in him. He's saying trust again. Trust. And he shall bring it to pass. Mary Lou said this. She goes, Jeff, did you ever think Get Connected would do this? In my mind, I had this little perspective. My heart is for the body to come together. I mean, that's my heart, for the body of Christ, to be the body of Christ regardless and just operate in power. Through this situation in my life, God has brought the body together. I mean, like profoundly, something that I've tried to do for years on my own and do this event and do this thing, and you get worn out and stressed out and burnt out and all those types of things. But when God is doing it, when he wants his body to come together, he says, I want you to meet this need. I want you to be the body. And God's poured out his love on our family. So I thank you guys. I think the many other churches and, and people that have come out of the word work uh, to, to, to come and help us as a family to clean and, and the finances and to say, whatever you need, we're here for you. But we didn't do that. God said, there's a need, and I want my body to meet it. But he did it. He's bringing it together. He says, he shall bring it to past. So relax. Trust him, let it go, quit trying to go through that door like I did so many years, getting burnt out, frustrated, and angry at God. Yes, I got angry at God in 2009. I was like, God, you promised me this. I've been faithful here. I've done this. I've done this. And there was brokenness on the inside. And I had to let that anger go. 
you have to let that, but there's probably a root to that. Mine was a wound of a father. I didn't know that, but it was a wound of a father. And God healed me from that. And I love my dad. He's awesome. And then it says, he shall bring forth your righteousness as the light and your justice as the noonday. Rest in the Lord and wait patiently for him. Wait patiently for him. When you make a decision, instead of being anxious about it, wait patiently for him to give you that peace. Wait for him to lead you. Because when you have that peace, guess what? It's smooth sailing. It really is. It really is. Now I'm going to go back to my notes. <clears throat> so that's Psalms 37. And the Lord says, Basically, in that passage, he was saying, I'm giving you the desires of your heart. So we're going back 58 days ago, November 30th. And I wrote three questions down for me. It says, are you aware of the things that others may be going through? And this next part um, has to do with Big Lake, Texas. When I went and spoke there, I, I really had this impression to, to look and say, well, what is Big Lake about? I think I shared this guy with you guys before. But, um, like, it doesn't really have a big lake. So, But I looked on the historical site, and it was talking about back in the 19 or 20s, uh, 1920s or 30s, okay? So they were really booming, okay? A lot of oil and stuff like that. But there was really a big lake there. I mean, it was thriving. I mean, that was a source. But that big lake was fed by underground springs, and so when they were drilling for oil, what had happened, it tapped into those springs and diverted the flow of the underground springs. So whenever the water started drying up, it didn't have the underground springs. And, and the Holy Spirit spoke to me, that's just like me. I'm the living water. I'm the living water. I'm the spring that feeds your life, that fills you up so people can enjoy life. Really, that's what it was. I mean, what can you do with a lake? You can go fishing, you can go skiing, you can go camping, you can go play and have fun and those types of things. Well, guess what? We can have fun as a Christian. The spring of life gives us that joy. The spring of life gives us that, uh, that, that passion in life to really live and enjoy the fruit of what God has for us. And then this is the question that I wrote. Big Lake was fed by springs underneath. What has diverted your flow? talking to me what has diverted your flow and the Lord was saying calling you back to your passions and desires in the Lord now this is really cool and then I wrote this question down are you aware that the storm will pass are you aware that the storm will pass I had no idea what I was writing 58 days ago no idea. God knew. The promises, the prophetic word that he was saying, Jeff, I've got your back. The whole time that I've been doing ministry, okay, I hear confirmation from God a few times, okay? And you just walk in that, you understand, he's speaking. But with this sickness, 
God has spoken dozens and dozens of confirmation to say, I'm getting you through the storm. And what I've purposed in my heart, no matter how long it takes, we want an instant healing. We want to lay hands on the sick and them to see them recover immediately. But what's God's plan? What's God's plan? Maybe you need to just exist. That doesn't mean I have no faith that God can heal me. I know my God can heal me instantaneously. But he has a purpose. He had a purpose for me to lose my hair. He had a purpose for me to go to San Antonio and to sing songs and to walk the halls to pray for the sick. Why well, I'm sick. It's pretty cool. It's pretty cool walking the halls. I got my mask on and just walking, got my earbuds in, walking the halls. They know me there. I have favor there because my perspectives were for the kingdom, not for myself. So where does God have you? What is your perspective? Now, this is what I wrote. This is really cool, guys. I'm just telling you, this is really cool stuff. It says, I feel like starting fresh with Kristen and dreaming together. The thought crossed my mind, what if I was not singing or doing worship at the church 58 days ago? I've been doing this for a long time. I didn't, never thought. I'm like, no way, dude. I'm here. But God had a different plan. What do Kristen and I want to do together with our kids? Our lives are ever-changing, and we need to make sure we are growing together and laying a sure foundation in the Lord. Lord, I'm thankful for the last two weeks of trials. My neck, my back, head, much pain. Chiropractor rehabilitation. Kristen's tooth and jaw getting infected. Dennis and doctor, it has not been fun or financially benefiting, or at least we feel, but it has drawn us closer to you and each other. I just want to embrace life and live for you the fullest. You are my Lord. And me and my house will serve the Lord. That's preparation. What are you praying? What's coming out of your heart? That was preparation. And I forgot I wrote that. That's the beautiful thing. And I looked back at that when I was at the hospital. Wow. You love me, God. Now check this out. Here's another cool story. Get to the hospital. Jody and Karina, I guess they're not here this, this weekend. They have some friends, Steve and Sammy in San Antonio. I got to meet them. They came to the hospital and said, hey, hey, we're so-and-so. Uh, we just want to let you know we have mutual friends, Jody and Karina. We just want to stop by and let you know if there's anything here in San Antonio that you need. Cool. Well, I got to talking uh, to them, and, and it was just this connection in the spirit. You just know that they're your kind of people. <laughs> Well, I had, to, I had to get an iPad. My family helped get me an iPad. So praise God, hallelujah, you're probably listening right now. And she brought me a stand-up so I could prop my iPad on it and kind of record a little bit. And when she came up and brought that, I said, I just want you, I just want you to know that I have a piece about staying with you guys when I'm in San Antonio for three months. And she goes, I'm so glad that you said that. The Lord laid it on my heart separately and my husband's heart separately two months ago to do a remodel. Two months ago. And just to get this place ready, get the room ready and this bathroom ready, we didn't know if we're going to have some more foster kids come through here or college students stay in here. But we know that two months ago, God prepared this room for you, Jeff. 
It's like, wow, another confirmation. Wow, two months. It's like, God, you're so good. That's how he's showing his love. He's pouring it out over and over, not only confirmation to me, but confirmation to Kristen. I mean, it's just like, God, we just fall more in love with you because you're so faithful. But you know what? We're positioning ourselves to receive. We're worshiping through the pain. We're worshiping through the junk. And just because I say I have peace and joy, that doesn't mean we haven't shed tears. Guys, don't get that wrong. We have had our fair share of tears because the question, the, the thing that comes up is like the unknown. And maybe you're battling with the unknown right now, and it's unknown. I don't know how long this process is really going to take place. I don't know how long all the financial stuff is going to work out. I don't know all these other details, but you know what? I said, hey, one day at a time. And when Kristen was at the hospital and Shannon, she was like, I don't understand why all this is happening. Da, 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 da. We were having a, such a hard time the month before, before I went in for the December, for the leukemia stuff. And I said, honey, it doesn't matter. I said, it is what it is. We can't explain it. We don't have to go, what if? We don't have to, well, I don't understand. It doesn't matter. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding, but in all your ways acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. Proverbs 3, 5 through 7. And I said, one day at a time. We can do this. We're going to overcome. We're going to be a light. We purpose together not to go there. That doesn't mean it doesn't try to creep up, okay? We're human. We're flesh. But guess what? The biggest thing is understanding your identity in Christ. When you understand who you are and whose you are, you can make a choice. You can make a choice. Everyone in here can make a choice. Whether you're in that infant stage or whether you're in a, a mature believer, you make a choice to trust the Lord regardless. Okay? Is that good? Okay. So I got a couple more hours. Hallelujah. Woohoo. I want to read a, a little expert here. Ex excerpt here with the, um, it's about perspective. It really is because in the preparation of everything, first of all, let me tell you a story real quick about um, preparation. Seventh grade, how many guys played football? Right, seventh grade, woohoo. How scared were you like when they said you had to get a physical? I mean like nervous, man. Right, you're like, oh my gosh, I got to get a physical. And I had a woman doctor the first time, so it was kind of embarrassing. Made me feel uncomfortable, made me feel weird. And, and then you get to the seventh grade, junior high, and then you've got to get fitted for pads, and, and you've got to do all these types of things, and you've got to get to know your coaches, and you've got to practice and prepare and learn the plays and all those types of things, and all that was preparation. But none of that mattered when game time came. You were ready, prepared. But some of the things, sometimes you feel uncomfortable about things and new steps in your life with the walk with the Lord, just like a, a physical example of, of playing football and getting the physical and all those types of things. 
Guys, you're going to be uncomfortable sometimes about decisions when you say, Lord, I think I heard you. And you just step into it because you know he's preparing you for game day. My game day is right now. Going through this leukemia, he was preparing me for that, and now I can just walk. I got to be, I got to, I, I, every day is about, Je- Jesse knows what I'm going through with the, the kidney stuff, you know. So every day, you got to, you got to stay focused. You can't think way big. <laughs> you got to stay focused. Every one of us has one day, and that's today, one moment, and that's this moment right now. Okay, so Perspective. This, I, don't, I don't know if y'all heard of Fanny Crosby, okay? She was an American hymn writer who lived during the 19th century. And she described life, uh, a life-changing event that happened to her as a baby, okay? This, this happened at a very young age. And this is, uh, uh, this is what she said. When I was six weeks old, I was sick, and my eyes grew very weak, and those who had cha- uh, charge of me poulticed my eyes. Their lack of knowledge and skill destroyed my sight forever. As I grew older, they told me I should never see the faces of my friends, the flowers of the fields, the blues of the skies, or the golden beauty of the stars. Soon I learned what other children possessed, but I made up my mind. I made up my mind to store a little jewel in my heart, which I called content. Are you content? Are you content with what you had? Being younger in the ministry, I was always thinking about the dream. The dream, and I'm gonna, God, I'm gonna do this one day. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna change the world. I'm gonna sing, and, and people are gonna be inspired and do all these things. And all it would lead me to is when it didn't happen the way that I thought it would, I'd get depressed. I would, the brakes would hit and, and I would start reaching for that again. Now I'm content. I don't care. I know whatever God wants to do in me, I'm going to walk it. It doesn't matter. I don't have to feel unfulfilled anymore. Reaching for something that's unattainable because I've reached what God's put in my heart day by day. I'm living my dreams I'm married. I have kids. I have provision. I I can do whatever I want to do as the Lord leads me. I have contentment. I've done many things, jobs, many different relationships, many different things all across the board, but I'm in a place of contentment now. Every one of those experiences had me led up to a place of preparation for a day such as this. You take it one day at a time, and thank God for what you have. Whatever, whatever it is, you need to be a good steward of it. Your mouth, your actions, your relationships, your job, your finances, resources, whatever it is. So going back to Fanny Crosby, she goes, when I was only eight years old, I wrote this song, and it says this. Oh, what a happy soul am I. Although I cannot see, I am resolved that in this world, contented I will be. How many blessings I enjoy that other people don't. To weep and sigh because I'm blind, I cannot and I won't. This worshiper contended, uh, or or, or this contented worshiper went on to write about 8,000 hymns of praise. Those thousands of songs were simply the result 
of a fire that burned in her heart for Jesus and could not be put out. Someone once asked her, Fanny, do you wish you have not been blinded? She replied in typical style, well, the good thing about being blind is that the very first face I see will be the face of Jesus. Perspective. Perspective. Is your perspective twisted? Is it negative? Is it life-draining? That's not of God. Your perspective brings contentment. Your perspective in the Lord brings joy. Your perspective in the joy brings peace. It brings hope. It brings encouragement, guys. Man, I love that. Someone blind said, you know what? I'm blind. I can't change it. But the first face, of Je- the first face I'll see is Jesus. Man, that's a perspective. Preparation, but check this out. She worshiped. She worshiped God through her trial. Are you worshiping God? Have you poured out yourself in worship? Have you really given him everything? Worship is a lifestyle. It's not just a song. But praise God, it's a song too. I want to read this scripture. James 1, 2 through 4. It says, My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience, but let patience have its perfect work that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. Every desire that the Lord's put in there, his desire for you is to lack nothing. But you know what? You know, it stinks sometimes to go through these trials and the uncertainty and the the fear and the weight of life pressing in and how am I going to do this? But if we just get out of our natural mind, Holy Spirit, what are you saying through this situation? Just like standing in the shower, I'm in here for leukemia, but the Holy Spirit said, hey, you're on an assignment from God. What is he saying to you today? What is he pouring in your heart? Because that is life-giving. That's hope. That's peace. That's joy. So testimony after testimony, and I could keep going on and on and on and on. I don't want to do that, but I just want you to know that God loves you, that God really cares for you, but maybe it's time just to get alone with him, just just to get alone with him so you can just sit and weep or, or cry or whatever, and then get ready to listen. Get ready to hear what he's saying. What is he saying? I've told my butterfly story before when I was first trying to hear and distinguish the force, uh, the voice of God. I went out to the lily pond and I was like, God, I know you speak to us in our thoughts. You know, that's what I've learned. I've learned that now. You know, I, I have my thoughts. I have God's thoughts in my mind and I have the enemy's thoughts. So, Lord, I want to hear your voice. I want to know. So I went out to the lily pond, sat down and just butterfly pops in my mind. 
Like, okay, butterfly, cool. Hmm. That's, and, and I'm not saying that I thought it was the God at that time. I just thought it was a thought, okay? So all of a sudden, guess what? Flies by, little butterfly. I'm like, wow. Okay, wait, I need to listen to this. So I start going over, following the butterfly on the other side of the lily pond. And, I'll, and all of a sudden, I just kind of hear, hear, hear these thoughts. Look down. So I look down, or actually it was stop. So I stop. Okay, I'm waiting. All of a sudden, I hear these thoughts. Look down. So I look down. And then, and then look closer pops in my mind. And all of a sudden, I'm looking at the blades of the gra- gla- grass. And I look between the blades of the grass, and there was this intricate woven spider web. Wow, that's cool. I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have saw that if I pa- if I didn't listen and I didn't pause for a second. And then in that moment, God spoke to me, and He said, "Jeff, I want to show you great details about life." Now, all those other words—butterfly, look down, stop—all those other things didn't really hit my spirit. But it's act of obedience. It's an act of listening. It's an act of responding. And I went and responded, and guess what? It's just like that person that goes out and looks for a treasure, and they keep on looking. And eventually, guess what? They find the treasure. I found the treasure that day because the Lord spoke to me about hearing great details. You need to hear what the Lord is saying. So don't dismiss it as your, just your thoughts. Maybe God's speaking through your circumstances. He was speaking through our circumstances, through the pain, through the all those types of things, and he was speaking the whole time. A, a part of that other preparation of leading up to this, when I was having all the back pain and stuff in November, I, I mean, I was hurting, guys. I mean, I was really hurting, and I couldn't sleep. And I had a choice. I could lay in wine or open the Bible. Guess what I did? Open the Bible, and the Lord told me to read Numbers. And guess what it talked about? It talked about the Israelites whining and complaining in the wilderness and the desert and all those types of things. And then they were saying, I want to go back to Egypt because we had all these spices and fish and all these types of things that took care of us. And, and, and they forgot they were in bondage. But they were whining and complaining, and God was angry with the people. So guess what God showed me about that? Don't whine and complain. He prepared me. He gave me a word beforehand. And he said, God, he said, Jeff, remember that word I gave you? Don't whine and complain. So regardless of how I feel, guess what? I don't whine and complain. And guess what? There's power in that. Because it changes your perspective and say, God, thank you for this day. I don't feel like I want to get out of bed. But thank you, God, that I can get out of bed today. Thank you that I can walk. Thank you that I can speak. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. The Israelites were robbed of a blessing of their inheritance to walk in the promises, the promise of God. Now, when he said that you were going to inherit the land, okay, the promised land, how many of you guys want to enjoy the promised land? Guess what? There's giants in the promised land. Guess what? There's scary things in the promised land. And he said, I've placed the Holy Spirit inside of you. And guess what? You have the power and the authority to overtake the enemy. Possess what is yours. It's not going to be easy. 
But you have to, you have to decide. Watch The Hobbit last night, and, and, and Bilbo Baggins was in, in his room, and he had a place to think about. Do I really want to go on this journey? Or do I want to live here? Do I want to stay here in the comfort of, of my chair and this food in this little place that I know? Or do I want to explore and find out what's really out there? Do I really want to see the adventure and the journey? And he thought about that. He said, I'm not going. I'm not signing that contract. I'm not going to be a part of it because I'm comfortable where I'm at. But he knew. He knew in his spirit there was so much more to live and to experience the things. And guess what? He made a choice to go, didn't he? He made a choice. Guys, wait up. I'm coming. And he ran and he just said, forget it. I'm going to live. I'm going to experience. I'm going on the adventure. Good, bad, fighting, war, dragons, or whatever. You need that type of passion. You need to get out there and say, God, I'm doing it. Whatever he calls you to, he's calling you into the battle of life. He's calling you into the adventure of the kingdom of God. He's calling you into the army of God to rise up. Rise up, dry bones, and be an exceedingly great army. Rise up and be an exceedingly great army. Go out there and make a difference for the kingdom. It's not about us. It's about the kingdom and what he can do in us, in our brokenness, in our sickness, in our pain, in all those struggles and trials that we go through, he can make good. So, Father, we thank you for your word today. We thank you for victory. We thank you for power. So, Father, we just pray right now, all hearts inspired, all hearts connected to the living God right now to discover their purpose, every individual, to discover what God has placed within them and to think about all the things of preparation that have led up to this purpose for today, for them, for me. Lord, I thank you. I praise you, Lord, what you're doing. You're so faithful, Lord. And we bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. Do you mind if I sing a song? Can I sing y'all a song? Sometimes it's, uh, Harold knows this, sometimes it's a lot easier to preach when you sing a song. <laughs> so this is actually a song that I wrote, the second one that I started working on in the hospital. And uh, it's called Life Everlasting. So this is going to stir up just some joy. And um, I'm going to sing this. I'm going to step over here. Jody, did you tune that guitar a half step down? Thanks. Let me turn it. Okay. If you want to do the bone marrow test, you can go to be, be org, or you can go, I think I think you can go over to uh, the United Blood Bank over here, and they can get you. No, you can't? Wow. Sorry, guys. That's what I was told. Yeah. 
Okay. Uh, if you'll get it back to them, she can put it on the screen. Any other? Do y'all have any other questions or anything about what's going on with me before I sing it? Thank y'all so much for your prayers. Keep praying because, man, God's going to get the glory out of this. He is. And we're going to see the kingdom of God expand drastically. And um, thank you guys for being the body. Thank you guys for just, thank you guys. I just want to cry. You know, thank you. Thank you guys for being who you are. Thank you for um, for being here for us. And um, no matter how long, no matter if I'm here or there, I'm here in spirit. Man, worship was great tonight. It's so good to see the team stepping up and doing what they do. And everybody else that's involved, we're the body. Let's be the body continually. Thank you, guys. I'll get over here and sing. You want to say anything while I step over here? Well, I do know that mic stand won't be high enough. <laughs> so you're going to have to adjust that. I was doing good till he started crying, so I'm not. Uh, it is beautiful what the body has been doing. All of you. I mean, uh, it's been a blessing to see the body come together and raise the money and take care of his family. And uh, we are thankful for Jeff and for his family. They have been, uh, yeah, he's like a son to me, and we've, we've seen uh, God preparing for this. And this morning, here's the deal. You've got a purpose. You've got preparation. But listen, you can't be prepared for the purpose if you don't know Jesus. That's the first thing you've got to do. So I would encourage you this morning, if you're here, you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. That's where the preparation starts. So we encourage you at the end of this service after Jeff sings this morning. And... and Please don't run up to hug him because he can't, he can't do that. And we're just, I'm just going to say that right now. Uh, no hugs. He, you just hug him from a distance. <laughs> uh, but at the end of this service, if you, if you don't know Christ, don't leave here. Please do not leave this building until you come and talk to me or my wife or one of the ministry team. It will be up here at the front at the end. I'm going to ask the ministry team at, after this to come and be available to pray with people this morning to know Christ. And so that's, that's our passion, that's our desire, to see you prepared for the purpose that knowing Jesus is number one. Amen, Jeff? Would you agree with Amen. that? Amen. Okay. Let's stand up, okay? Because you're going to be singing this. The joy of the Lord is our strength. everlasting strength for today forgiveness of sinners healing for the lame your names to be honored all across this land 
bring revival now. Together we will stand. We will stand. We will stand. We will stand. Beautiful ashes, all of joy for morning, the praise and adoration, declaring we are free. Worthy is the Father who holds us in His hands, covered by His mercy and by the blood that was shed. We are free. debt has been paid so be free be at peace understand that God has a plan for you and his purpose is great and he loves you and he cares for you but really grab a hold of your identity in him don't grab your false identity do you understand what I'm saying you're not a sinner anymore. You're an heir to the throne. You're royalty. You're righteous. You're holy. Recapture those ideas. And when you have that idea in your spirit and in your head, victory is the Lord's. So, Father, we thank you that we have victory today. We thank you that you've awakened our hearts, Lord. Father, that you've re rekindled the fire within us. You've rekindled the passions. Thank you, God, for pouring out your love today. In Jesus' name, amen. Wow, isn't God awesome? A couple of things before we dismiss you. Um, the, walk, the Love Walk and Run and it's, is to raise awareness for, for uh, Jeff's uh, for finances and all of that. It's, it's going to be February 23rd. Begins over at the Love Street by the American, the San Angelo Museum of Fine Arts. That's uh, Saturday, and there'll be more information coming out about that. We have T-shirts that are coming out, and so we encourage you to sign up for that. And there's going to be a prayer time in, on the church parking lot that day, and, and we're just looking forward to that as, as an awareness for uh, not only for Jeff but for to pray for people with leukemia. 
and we want you to be a part of that. Also, um, if you want to give, to, if you want to donate to, to, to help Jeff out and, and Kristen during this time of need, the, the only way that we're asking you to do this is to make your checks to Freedom Fellowship and memo Jeff Peters or put it on an envelope, something. We have a separate fund that we're using for benevolence for the family, and that's the best way people are so old. Is, do we, should we give a check to Jeff? No, don't do that. That, that just messes things up. So we're asking you to give. If you're going to give, as God leads you to give, uh, do it that way. And that's the way we can uh, do our accounting and take care of their family. I'm telling you, every need has been met. Every need has been met. Where this family is, we're, we're going to take care of them. That's what we do as a family. Amen? Amen. So uh, I just thank you all for giving. So many have poured into the, to Jeff's family and during this time. So I thank you for that. So as we close this morning, if you have never given your life to Christ, we would love to pray with you, okay? So be blessed today. Father, we thank you for your presence. Father, for that one or two or ten that are here this morning that don't know you, we ask that you speak clear to them, that they respond to your voice in obedience. This would be the day. This is the day of salvation, that they would give their life to you. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. Hey, thank you all for being here today. Before everyone leaves... Um, we have something to oh, present. Oh yeah, yeah, to, we got a something to present a, to Jeff. We got a, uh, something to give you, Jeff. Darren, Durden, he's a uh, one of our members here. Awesome guy. His wife Jennifer in the back runs the words. Um, built Jeff a little guitar, and our worship team signed it, and uh, we're going to present that to you. It is an electric guitar, too. It does not have cigars in it. This might be on my next album. Well, we love y'all. Y'all be blessed today and go with God, okay?